0: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you are tuned in right now to our show, Ways to Love Your Money. Uh, we're gonna have a, an amazing guest that's coming on right now, and uh, we're grateful that he's here. This is Mr. James Carmody, and thank you so much. We're we're really looking forward to your perspective and and what you do. And um, I know you're here with um, uh, Synergy One Lending, and so tell us a little bit more about what you do for Synergy One. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're yeah,
1: welcome. I'm excited to be here. Um, so Synergy One Lending. Synergy One Lending is a, is a mortgage bank. Okay. Um, it's a fancy way of saying that, you know, we basically underwrite to our guidelines mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. lend our own money okay. to people that are financing real estate. Okay. And myself personally, I've been in the business for 15 years.
0: Okay. And I love it. It's a dream job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's all I'll ever do. Good. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. So what is, uh, what is some of your passion that you really love to do, like the different type of age groups that you like to work with or different demographics, maybe first-time homebuyers or um, maybe even some other, other groups that you like to try and educate and help counsel?
1: Yeah, for me, it's, you know, at the heart of it, I'm a math nerd. I've okay. always been a math nerd since I was a little kid.
0: I kind of have to admit I am too. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: you kind of have to be, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. and, and at the same time, you know, I love people. Mm-hmm. So how do, I, how do I solve their puzzle or their challenge okay. to help them reach their goal? Okay. And it could be your first-time buyer. Okay. You know, it mm-hmm. could be a young Marine or a sailor looking to buy that $300,000 mm-hmm. condo and mm-hmm. they have no money down, but now they have their base pay, they right. have their BAS, they have their BAH. Okay, how do I, how do, I do this? Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And so right. I really enjoy meeting with them and counseling them like, okay, this is what it costs you. This is your monthly Mm -hmm. cost. This is what it looks like from an investment standpoint down the road. Okay. Um, And then you have the other end of the spectrum, which are your investors that have, Mm -hmm. you know, 10, 15, 20 properties. And it's like a giant Rubik's Cube. Sure. They have multiple entities, multiple sets of tax returns. Right. How do I do this?
0: How do you underwrite and, for that, right?
1: Yeah. How do, how do I buy this piece of property? How do I buy this asset mm-hmm. and not pay really high interest uh-huh. and not have a ton of cost yeah. and do it with the least amount of headache and brain damage?
0: Okay.
1: That, to me, is fun.
0: All right. Well, it sounds like you're kind of a wealth manager of real estate.
1: Well, we, you know, we, we have kind of a spectrum mm-hmm. of clients. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, it probably... About a third of our clients are first-time home buyers. Okay. Um, and then a third are investors that are really, really complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people come to us because we're able to handle the complicated, sure. challenging files. Sure. And then the other third is our repeat clients. Okay. You know, we help them buy their first home. You mm-hmm. know, they want to buy that family home. Sure. You know, or they bought that town home and now they're like, okay,
0: I'm ready mm-hmm. to buy, mm-hmm. you know, that
1: $1.5 million home. Okay. How do we do that?
0: Okay. And I know you and I've talked on your show, yeah, and that's where we met, you know the rise up network yes which is which was an amazing opportunity, and I think that we had different perspective for from both of us, you know yep. so this is why we wanted to have you even on our show. Uh, but one thing that you shared with me that we talked about that t- that day was that you actually really do like to work with even veterans or the military too. Yes, yeah, so tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, very much so. I think that um, you know I and the son of a sailor mm-hmm. my uh, my father's retired navy he's okay. a ship pilot okay. and his whole side of the family is kind of spread on the east coast and mm-hmm. kind of split between marines and wow. sailors okay. and service was just something that we just we talked about
0: kind of grew up um, with it
1: yeah i mean fortunately i got hurt playing soccer in high school so oh. it took Any sort of service off the table for me. Okay. But, you know, now as a grown-up, I'm very clear that our freedom Mm -hmm. is not free. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. very grateful for the sacrifice Mm -hmm. that our military has has paid, you know, people paying the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I can be on a show like this.
0: Yes. We can sleep
1: comfortably in our beds. We can raise children and we can do all the things that this great country affords. Mm -hmm. And... I don't ever want to take that for granted, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I look at you know my job as a lender is it's just an opportunity mm-hmm. to teach our military men and women mm-hmm. how real estate works and how they okay. can really set themselves up for financial success. Great, one property at a time. Yeah, I mean I have many retired officers mm-hmm. that now have four, five, six, seven properties. Okay. because they used their VA when they were in their mm-hmm. 20s, right? When they were young, and then they got restationed. They kept that and rented it out.
0: Bought yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah. Did it again. Uh huh. And now their family's just set up. Yeah. So it's well, just, and it, it, it's that's a great an, tool. That's a great American dream story. Yeah. You thank know, you. it's really a great story um, to share, and I'm I'm so um, honored that you have that passion to want to help. You know, all those who have served us. You know, uh, because yeah, we don't. You know, freedom isn't free. It's and not, and
1: it's you know, it's it's interesting. You know, people. You know, we get referrals from different areas and, you know, people Mm -hmm. live in San Diego, so it's kind of high cost. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes people refer someone into us and they say, oh, well, this is a small one. Mm -hmm. There's no small or large. At the end of the day, it's a human being.
0: Absolutely. It's helped them
1: fulfill their goal and what's Mm -hmm. meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. You know, last month we helped a young couple relocate from Camp Pendleton. Mm -hmm. to a base just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow. They bought an $80,000 manufactured home. Mm -hmm. And we took just as much pride Mm -hmm. and joy Mm -hmm. in helping those folks achieve their American dream Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. that $80,000 manufactured home Mm -hmm. as the person buying the million dollar
0: house. That's great. So you're able to work in multiple states.
1: Yep, every state except for New York Okay. and West Virginia. <laughs> New York, I get. It's uh, mm-hmm. very litigious and kind of cumbersome. Mm-hmm. West Virginia, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't have many clients I would think that, that would be there, a
0: great so. place to, you know, especially help veterans or military that are active duty, something like that, because, you know, West Virginia is quite a military town, kind of yeah. like San Diego. Yeah,
1: it, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks in, in Virginia, and I have, uh-huh. I, have some, I have some close family in Virginia.
0: Mm-hmm. West Virginia, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someday, maybe. They're just not on board yet. <laughs> no, nope. right. So um, I know that you had an event last week, and it was a very successful event. Yes. And I'd love for you to kind of, kind of say, um, you know, the passion behind it, the the draw for it, and mm-hmm. also why, you know, we have a aging demographic that's looking into these options. Yes, very much. Yes. Yeah, so would you mind explaining to me how that, how that all came about, and what your, you know, what your story was about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for asking. I think it's, um, you know, it's an important topic, and you know, we we brought together a panel Mm -hmm. of experts to teach the public and real estate professionals about ADUs, accessory dwelling units, um, also known as granny flats. Okay. And so in San Diego, there's been recent legislation passed to make it a lot easier to add these ADUs onto your property. Okay. And, you know, they've really loosened the restrictions to do that. Okay. reason being, we have a serious housing issue here in San Mm -hmm. Diego. Mm -hmm. We have... A lot of demand, yes. and we're not really increasing our supply on an annual basis in, in any significant numbers mm-hmm. to really keep up with that demand. Okay. So what do we do? So, sure. you know, local politicians, you know, we're, were smart and mm-hmm. made it easier to do these, and now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we have this legislation passed. Mm-hmm. How do we do it? Yeah. And so I put together a panel of experts, um, a woman named Caitlin Bigelow. Shout out to Caitlin Bigelow and her company, Maximal. Okay. Okay. Um, but Caitlin is an expert consultant in how do you navigate the rules okay. to figure out what's possible for you in your specific home. Mm-hmm. So we had Caitlin and Maxwell as the keynote speaker for the event. That's great. Just teaching about, okay, I own my home in La Mesa mm-hmm. and you know, it is a three thousand square foot property, you know, a five thousand square foot lot. Mm-hmm. What can we do? What can't we do? You wow. know, all of those things. Okay. And then the other people on the piano we had um, a builder. We had Henry okay. call from the California Home Co. Okay. Um, we had Will Johnson, who's an inspector. And then we had uh, Ian Scattergood, um, mm-hmm. who is a permit professional. How do you navigate okay. the permitting laws? And then myself talking about the financing. Mm-hmm. How do you finance these? Mm-hmm. So it was a great event. We, uh, we had over 400 RSVPs. Um, we had it up at San Diego State. It was standing room only. That's amazing. And what it showed me is just that there's such a demand and there's a want. Sure. And people need the information and they just don't know what they don't know.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting because, you know, as, you know, even myself, as I get older, you know, we're thinking about, well, gosh, what does downsizing really look like? Yeah. And if it is this granny flat, and maybe sometimes it's with the child or maybe it's not. You, you yeah. kind of were telling me about a little story that someone was thinking about doing this to create the granny flat so they could rent out their house. So it could be an income opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to...
1: Um, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and Uh she and her husband, Mike, have the main house is a three-bedroom, two-bath in UTC, a little over 2,000 square feet, and they're building an ADU above their garage.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And they're strongly considering moving in the ADU above Uh the garage Uh and renting out the main house to college students. So they get some income as, you know, Mm -hmm. they're older, they're not working as much. Sure and they don't need the big family house anymore, Mm -hmm. makes sense. And I think there are a lot of older couples that are kind of considering that and pondering that and thinking, okay, this could be a good opportunity. Well,
0: this may very well be the next wave versus just Airbnb or something like that. You know, this could, be, this could be something that maybe is small enough cost to be able to produce. But, yes, you have to have the architecture, you know, the, the, that they're going to do that work. You're going to have mm-hmm. to make sure that the plans, you know, pass through the permit process, which it's yep. very time consuming, right? you yes. got to have the contractor that's going to price it outright. Right. So if you're not intimidated by those things, this is a great opportunity.
1: Huge opportunity. And yes. I mean, in Synergy One Lending, I mean, we see the opportunity. We have literally set up a department okay. that all they do are these renovation is types that of right? loans. Okay. So there's a team of people that dedicated, these are the only loans mm-hmm. they work on, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people involved and it's yes. a little bit more arduous process. Uh-huh. So we want you know clients and consumers to have a better sure. experience. So if you have someone that's dedicated to one type of program,
0: yes. great, Of course, of course. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, I guess, the financing options for something like this. Is it more of a construction loan or is it completely different and unique? We
1: want to look at, you know, what do they currently
0: have? You know, Mm -hmm. do they already own the property Mm -hmm.
1: outright and they Mm -hmm. have a mortgage on there? Mm -hmm. In that instance, we may recommend that, okay, maybe they just get a home equity line of credit and use that. Maybe, okay, maybe they don't have a mortgage on it at Mm -hmm. all. And the Mm -hmm. most cost effective way to do it is to just do a new first mortgage. Mm -hmm. Or they could be buying the property Mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, I want to do this as part of my acquisition. Mm-hmm. We have programs that will allow for as little as three and a half percent down okay. and others that do five percent down. Okay, And you're able to use that after completed value okay. to help you.
0: That's so pretty there's incredible. a few
1: different ways to achieve the goal.
0: Now now if I kind of go into a little bit more of the weeds here, yeah. now even yeah. if it was a three percent down or a five percent down, something like this, would they be yep. forced to have to pay PMI insurance? Yes. They would, Okay. Yeah. okay. So just so our listeners kind of understand that there are options, yeah. um, we talk to people all the time. They don't necessarily have to be in their 50s or 60s. They no. might be. We have a couple right now that we've been working with, and they're in their mid-30s, and they're working on this granny flat situation. Yep. But I think what's really powerful, and that's why you had such a great turnout to this event, and I know you're going to plan on doing these you know, each month, mm-hmm. um, is because uh, the, you need a team. You need a great team, and yeah. uh, just all those people that you mentioned. They, you know, it's an incredible team to be able to have a dream, to be able to get it to that next place. One hundred percent. It's
1: it's you know it's one thing to have an idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's another thing to be able to execute on that idea. Right. And I'm clear that I'm really good at financing. Yes. I'm a mediocre handyman. Okay. I need a really good contractor to tell uh-huh. me what I don't know uh-huh. and lead the charge. Sure.
0: Right. I also sure. need someone
1: to help me navigate the permitting process. Right. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to make a mess of it, you're going to get frustrated, and Mm -hmm. it's going to take a long time.
0: Well, and that team will help you navigate through all the the craziness, and if they keep you calm, you're going to be great going forward with it. And I think it's actually a really interesting thing because um, so many people, even when they do retire here in, let's say, sunny California, Mm -hmm. um, even in other states, a lot of times they're going to still be retiring with a mortgage. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, And if this still gives, us, gives them an opportunity, where if they did want to build you know, their granny flat, um, they could do so with the intent of trying to create more cash flow for the retirement income. Now, you know, there's a difference there, right? Do they want to yeah. stay on property and still rent? You know, mm-hmm. is, that, is that an emotional tie? But these are the conversations that even, even myself as part of a team, you know, that we've all developed these relationships to talk about those emotional things because so much yeah. is attached to the anxiety of money, yes. uh, but to get them more comfortable with it yeah. and make sure that they can continue to do the things that they want to do. Yep, yep. And, and not everybody's a natural-born you know, business owner, and they don't necessarily know how to do their marketing and everything, but sure. it can be very, very simple. The process can be very simple, which I think is exciting. Yeah. So all the seriousness aside, tell me a little bit of a fun fact. We were talking about your socks today.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I don't know if uh, that... Carlos can see those, but I, uh, I, I'm very much a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah. Originally grew up in uh, Citroën, Massachusetts, which okay. is about 25 miles south of Boston. Uh-huh. The coast. Uh-huh. Love all Boston sports teams. Yeah. And um, the Bruins are in the Stanley Cup this week. And uh, God Very willing exciting. they uh, they beat the St. Louis Blues uh-huh. and we can hoist the Stanley Cup again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you going to start growing a beard just like they do?
1: You know, yeah. it's interesting. As I'm probably about the halfway mark of life, it would take me <laughs> a decade to grow a beard. I think we'd all be better off including my wife if I didn't grow a beard.
0: <laughs> now, now, are your kids just as excited about this whole hockey experience that you're you're kind of living through right now?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting. So we have, we have a son at home who's 21 months, okay. um, Connor James, and he's just he's amazing. He's, he's adorable. He's fun. The cool thing is, is my mm-hmm. wife, whatever the season mm-hmm, is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Carrie will put him in that team's jersey or a T-shirt for the uh-huh, day. Uh-huh. So I literally got a text this morning, uh-huh. you know, about an hour into my day, and it's a selfie of my wife and Connor, and mm-hmm. they're both in their Boston
0: Bruins T-shirts. That's fair. And good. I just stopped and smiled. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was yeah. really cool. Oh, no, I think those are the, the special gems in life that we get yeah. that remind us why we work so hard and Absolutely. and what we do everything for for our family. So I appreciate you sharing you know, with us on that. Yeah, so I hope that you. you'll come back on the show again because it's always a joy to have you here. And I hope you'll have me. I, I hope yes. I
1: uh, was appropriate and uh, yes. Yes. gave some value to your audience. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I think so. So if you want more information, just... Email us at questions at elizabethdawson.com, and we will get you in touch with you know any of these ideas that you might have for James, and uh, you know we'll get you connected. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of questions that are in your mind right now because, wow, I didn't think about that. I didn't even think that this would maybe be appropriate for me. I may have someone that I already work with on my mortgages. Um, this is something completely different and unique. Whether you are in a, a young family that's per- purchasing their first home, or a veteran that is, we're so grateful that you served our country um, and, and basically be taken care of with a passion, or if you're just getting to that retirement point in your life and you're trying to figure out what's the next step and what are the opportunities that I have. You know, I've even thought about these things myself because. I got a bigger house than I need right now and the kids are pretty much all gone. So so what would I do different? And if I could do it, maybe this is an opportunity for you for uh, this granny flat section of your, of your future. Um, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I think a lot more people out there are trying to figure out what is more unique and uh, of an opportunity that they can actually grasp and take on, so we are grateful for James' um, interview with us today. Uh, Please let us know your comments. We would love to hear back from you, and uh, again, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment with a few more pieces to talk about today. Didn't we just have a great interview with James? Um, Just so many different insights. You know, James has a family, I have a family. And the interesting thing here is that when we're younger in life, we don't necessarily take the time or the steps that it takes to have an impact for what we should start doing today, and that's saving. So if you are 20, if you are 30, if you are 40, or if you're fast approaching 50 and retirement is really close to you um, in your vision and your insight, how do you really tackle this? You could be a late stage you know, financial plan to, to plan for your retirement, but that's not necessarily too fun. So uh, there's an article that we have on our blog, and uh, I encourage you to read it. It's called, Yes, Young Growing Families Can Invest and They Can Save. And I think the important piece here is that it's about just starting. See, when you're young in 20s or 30s, you're thinking, gosh, I've got so much time ahead of me. Maybe you're thinking the first thing that you want to accomplish is, you know, get married or have that significant other in your life. Well, with that comes lifestyle, right? And then on top of that, when lifestyle starts to shift and change, it might be about starting a family. Well, we find the money for those things and lifestyle at that moment, but just imagine, one of the first steps that you should start to think about, and you're never too young to figure this out. If you are, you know, just starting even out of high school, even if you know you're young and you're like 12 years old, and you're like, going gosh, I want to have so much more money in my future," because we can make the changes today that literally, you know, um, the immigrants that came to this country, the families that came to this country without any money to their name, they created a foundation of wealth. And uh, I was having this conversation actually earlier today. And the interesting thing is, is this was a younger couple, you know, early 40s, and they still want to purchase their first home. You know, it might not be just thinking that you're 25 or 30 that you're thinking about purchasing your first home. Today might be taking us a little bit longer. But it's so important for us to look good on paper. But at the the crux of that conversation, you know, it's about finding the money, finding the money that's going to financial institutions that you wouldn't normally ever imagine because, you know, their comments to me were, gosh, I've never imagined being able to save that much money. Well, in their situation, we kind of found about $3,400 a month that was just going to financial institutions, government, overpaying, fees, banks, all these types of things. And we said, gosh, you know, you're in a modest situation where you could be saving about $3,400 or close to $44,000 a year. But it's the lost opportunity cost of not starting now. When we think we're young and we have plenty of time ahead of us, you know, that's part of our problem is because we get in our own way. You know, we, we kind of lie to ourselves and say, oh, I've got plenty of time to plan for that. Well, again, if you know when you get to retirement that you want to make as much money in retirement as you are making today and bringing home today, well, you got to start doing some math and you got to start doing it backwards. So this was a couple that I was talking to that combined income. They were making over $120,000 a year. Gross, but what they were living on, minus the taxes, minus you know money that had to go for health insurance or life insurance or uh, their 403b or 401k in their in their um, retirement accounts, um, minus all that, what they got to spend each and every month was a little over six thousand dollars a month. Well, when you equate seventy nine thousand dollars worth of literally the money that you're living on versus you know your gross amount, thinking that oh it's one hundred twenty thousand, I should be doing even better. Uh, it kind of gets you in touch a little bit more with your relationship with money. So one of the first steps you're going to want to look at is work with a financial coach that can go through your cash flow, that can look and design, you know, where are some of these dollars and miscellaneous pieces that are going to these financial institutions that I've been doing business with for far too long. Start to recover those expenses. Now, not every financial coach or financial planner is trained to do this. So, you're going to want to seek someone out like what I'm talking about and take these baby steps so that you can actually understand it, then become, become more of a relationship with your money and have a better, you know. Um, basically you know, commitment to what you're going to do. You can use budgeting websites like mint.com. It's a fabulous you know, uh, piece to be able to use. It lines up right with your bank accounts and the best thing is it's free. You can get notifications if you've gone over too much with your budget. The second thing that you want to start to do is Start to save once you've kind of figured out that number that you have to do. Even if you're in your 20s, you should be, you know, even the commitment to save $100, you know, a month to go for your future when you get to age 65. When you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I for sure have to have more income when I get to 65 than, you know, my 20, 25, 30, 35-year-old age today. I'll start to even have this conversation with 40-year-olds that have never done it or 45-year-olds that have never done it or or 50-year-olds that have never done it. But it's about making sure that you have a game plan for success because if not, you know, the government's not gonna be there to take care of you. And even if you think you have a plan, you need to just keep adding to it, adding to it. But again, for perspective, we usually live for today. Start thinking about tomorrow, and even if it's just pennies that you're doing, stay committed to those pennies and add to those pennies that turn into hundreds of thousands of dollars each and every year and have that money compound on itself. Again, back to the immigrants that came to this country, they came here with a hope and a dream. Your hope and dream is that maybe it's buying that first home, or maybe it's buying your piece of investment property, or maybe you're interested in commercial real estate. Whatever that might look like, it's about those dreams. Spoke with someone again today, met with the CPA with them, and they're talking about selling one of their homes to go and create a business up north. It's exciting. It's putting all the tools and pieces together. So whatever your story is, you know, take it from just thinking about it to actually doing something about it and seek professional guidance to help you out. You may be the smartest tool in the shed, but... I bet you there's going to be some other perspectives that someone's going to give you that maybe you didn't think about before. That's, again, why we are so inspired by the book that we wrote, uh, Wealth by Design. And that book is so powerful because it just speaks to you about just the simplicity of things that you hadn't thought about before. So I encourage you to go to ElizabethWithAnSDawson.com, get a copy of the book, just so you can kind of pull all this together and get a perspective of what you need to start thinking about and uh getting some more financial education. When was the last time you ever picked up, pick up a book that has financial education in it? Probably not for a long time, if ever. So we want you to have a better relationship with your money. We want you to have a bigger respect for your money. And again, stay tuned for future episodes and, and give us some feedback. We would love to know what you think about the show and if you're enjoying listening to it. And uh, um, you know, for me, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. And it's been incredibly fun. So again, thanks for being on the journey with me and uh, hope to see you soon. Hi, it's Elizabeth. I just wanted to mention to you, we would love your feedback and understand how you're feeling about the show. Are we giving you the content that you wanna hear? Is there something that you might have a question about? If you've got a question, please don't keep it a secret. You know, email us at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love to know what you have to um, ask us and and give you some feedback back so that you have some knowledge to, to move forward and be more successful.